difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV broadcasts from, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and their elders, past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from freshwater to saltwater. Yama, welcome to NITV Radio this Friday, November 18. Coming up in your program today, while we continue our series of stories of women who have embraced uh, STEM, STEM as in science, technology, engineering and mathematics, leading to extraordinary careers. These women are all part of the Future You campaign, aiming to encourage young people, especially Aboriginal girls, to take up STEM education and future-proof their careers. Today, we bring you the story of Professor Lisa Harvey-Smith, Australia's Women in STEM Ambassador, award-winning astrophysicist, professor of practice at the University of New South Wales and author. In the program, we also turn our attention to Australia's first and only Indigenous-led crisis hotline launched in Sydney yesterday. And Bumpy, who you all know as Triple J's Feature Artist of the Year 2022, Nima's Triple J Unearthed Competition winner 2022, will be joining us ahead of her performance this weekend, headlining Praran Block Party Square, Praran Block Party Square, Square Party, oh, I'm getting everything wrong. Well, all this and many more coming to you on NITV Radio after the news. Bertrand Tungandami, I am Bertrand Tungandami. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy erected outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. This bulletin, Australia's first and only Indigenous-led crisis hotline launched in Sydney. Penny Wong reacts to the MH17 verdict and the liberation of Professor Tonell. And health warnings in Victoria after travellers flew back with measles. Australia's first and only Indigenous-led crisis hotline has been launched in Sydney. The 24-hour National Telephone Helpline 13 Yan or 139276 provides support across a range of issues including mental health. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Barney says it's a vital service. It makes sure that the provision of the service is culturally safe and culturally appropriate. One of the sad and tragic facts about uh, Aboriginal life in this country is that most families are in one way or another touched by suicide. 13 Yarn can be reached 24 hours a day on 139276. 
An Aboriginal boy is recovering from surgery after being mauled by a Western Australian police dog. Speaking to NITV, the boy's family alleged he was handcuffed when the attack took place and that he also sustained broken nose caused by a subsequent attack from police. WA police have denied both claims. The boy's family is demanding police release body-worn camera footage of the incident. The Dutch court in charge of the trial of four men accused of being responsible of downing uh, of the downing of a flight MH17 in Ukraine in 2014 has sentenced three of them to life imprisonment. The last one, a Russian citizen, has been acquitted because of lack of evidence. The three others, two Russians and one Ukrainian separatist, are held responsible for the incident that saw a missile shot from a separatist region of eastern Ukraine destroying the airliner, killing 298 people. The most senior defendant convicted is Igor Kirkin, a 51-year-old former colonel in Russia's intelligence agency, the Federal Security Service, or FSB. None of the accused appeared in court and are unlikely to ever serve their sentences. Judge Hendrik Stenhuis says it was a deliberate act. Making the system ready and actually launching a missile happens according to a set process. This consists of many steps, which means that a bug missile cannot be launched by mistake, nor in the heat of the moment. It must be carefully thought through, according to a set procedure based on its technical requirements. The court therefore concludes that the missile was fired at its target deliberately. Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong has welcomed the verdict of the Dutch court on MH17 at an emotional press conference early this morning. This is the longest trial in Dutch criminal history. It started nearly 1,000 days ago. And today it has delivered justice and delivered truth. She also paid tribute to her predecessor Julie Bishop in a display of bipartisanship on the issue. Can I also thank Julie Bishop, who was our Foreign Minister at the time. I acknowledge Julie's work, her personal commitment to these issues, and her tireless and effective advocacy on the behalf of all Australians. Ms. Wong also confirmed the liberation of Professor Shontanel after the junta in power in Myanmar jailed him for almost two years. She reported having talked to him over the phone. He told me the same story he told the Prime Minister about the tote bags delivering food from the embassy in Yangon uh, and that he put the coat of arms up on the cell, in fact the front of the cell, and he said, you know, don't mess with the emu and the kangaroo. Mr Tanel was expected to land in Melbourne today. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese is in Bangkok for the APEC Forum, the early event that gathers all 21 members of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation. On top of countries from all around the Pacific Ocean, the APEC Forum also welcomed the leaders of Cambodia, France and Saudi Arabia as guests. Mr Albanese told reporters in Bangkok, this is about economic integration with the fastest growing economies in the world in human history. He also stated the summit was an important opportunity to promote Australian business, economic activity and investment in the region. The summit will last until tomorrow. 
Victorian health authorities are warning returned travellers to be on high alert after three new cases of measles were confirmed in Melbourne. The cases are confined to one family who flew in from Singapore on Tuesday morning. Passengers on Qantas flight QF36 and people in the international arrival terminal between 6.10am and 8.40am on Tuesday, November 15, are being told to monitor for symptoms until December 3. Measles symptoms include a cough, a runny nose, sore throat, fever and a rash and can develop 7 to 18 days after exposure. Russia and Ukraine have agreed to extend the agreement to allow grain exports from Ukrainian ports through a safe corridor in the Black Sea. The deal brokered by the United Nations and Turkey was set to expire tomorrow. Kiev and Moscow have agreed to carry it on for at least another 120 days. Farhan Haq, deputy spokesperson for the United Nations Secretary General, reacts. As you saw earlier today, the Secretary General has welcomed the agreement by all parties to continue the Black Sea Grain Initiative to facilitate the safe navigation of export of grain, foodstuffs, and fertilizers from Ukraine. The United Nations is fully committed to supporting the Joint Coordination Center so that this vital supply line continues to function smoothly. Nearly 11 million tons of grain and foodstuffs have been exported under the agreement. Polish President Andrzej Duda has reasserted that the missile explosion in eastern Poland was due to the accidental landing of a Ukrainian missile launched as part of Ukraine's defense against a massive Russian air raid. Mr. Duda has made it clear the incident was intentional and will not trigger any further response. I repeat once again, in our opinion and in the opinion of our experts, the explosion was definitely an accident, absolutely unintentional. It was not that this rocket was aimed at Poland, it was not that it could be treated as an attack on Poland. There is a war going on beyond our border, Russia fired several hundred missiles against Ukraine, Ukraine defended itself, and in the course of these actions, Unfortunately, what happened, happened. No one wanted to hurt anyone in Poland. No one wanted to harm anyone in Poland, let alone kill anyone. The United States reacted to Iran's claim that the Islamic Republic has developed a hypersonic missile with skepticism. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard has announced the building of a, hypers- of a hypersonic ballistic missile, but American authorities are not convinced. Sabrina Singh, the Deputy Press Secretary of the Pentagon, expressed skepticism. We've seen the reports asserted by Iranian um We've seen the the reports asserted and coming out of Iran. Uh, we remain skeptical of these reports. As always, you know, I'm going to refrain from talking about our intelligence and our reporting and our own assessments, but um, we will continue to monitor closely uh, Iran's any any development or proliferation um, of advanced technology coming out of Iran or missile systems. Back home, as the property market is reportedly cooling off, the number of affordable properties dwindles. Homes listed below $600,000 now represent the lowest share ever, going down as low as a third of available houses against half in 2020, as observed on real, real estate websites. At the same time, 
crop trucks October price data indicates a 3.53% drop in national home prices compared with the pandemic boom peak. But the price shrinking seems to affect mostly the higher end of the market. Evacuations and sandbagging are continuing across central New South Wales as rivers swell to near record levels despite a brief reprieve from rainfall. The central west town of Condoblin and Yubalong are now bracing for the worst after the Lachlan River reached 1.7 metre upstream at Forbes, just a fraction below the 1.8 metre peak recorded in 1952. According to Weather Bureau senior meteorologist, in Naramo, major flooding will continue in the state's inland catchments today, despite much of the state being bathed in sunshine yesterday. Thousands of Forbes residents were forced out of their homes by rising waters on Wednesday as state emergency services volunteers responded to those requiring assistance. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy, 30, Perth, showers 17, Adelaide, possible afternoon shower 25, Melbourne, sunny day 23, Hobart, partly cloudy 18, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 22, Canberra, partly cloudy 21, Wollongong, sunny 20, Sydney, similar conditions 22, Newcastle, mostly sunny 23, Brisbane, similar forecast 26, Townsville, partly cloudy 30, Cairns, mostly sunny, 33. Alice Springs, a mostly cloudy day, 30 degrees. Darwin, a shower or two, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 32 degrees. That is NITV Radio News. TV, radio, on radio, online and mobile. Coming up uh, next uh, on NITV Radio, we have a conversation with uh, Professor Lisa Harvey-Smith, Australia's Women in STEM Ambassador, award-winning astrophysicist, professor of practice at the University of New South Wales and author. Professor Harvey-Smith features in a new campaign encouraging young people, especially Aboriginal girls, to follow in her footsteps embracing STEM and future-proof their careers. In the program, we also explore Australia's first and only Indigenous-led crisis hotline just launched in Sydney. And Bumpy, who many consider as the best soul voice in Australia today, will join us to talk about her performance tomorrow at the Prarana Block Square Party. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Future resources are being rolled out online to primary schools across Australia with a particular focus on engaging children in remote, regional and indigenous communities. Future U resources are designed to inspire upper primary school students to see themselves working with science, technology, engineering and mathematics skills in their future. And joining me to discuss these new resources is Professor Lisa Harvey-Smith, Australia's Women in STEM Ambassador, award-winning astrophysicist, professor of practice at the University of New South Wales and author. Welcome to NITV Radio, Professor Harvey-Smith. 
Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Now, tell us about these new resources because STEM is something that a lot of people struggle with. That's right. People are scared of science and technology. It, it seems complicated and hard. And when we talk to young people and even teachers, um, a lot of people struggle to understand and explain the kind of modern jobs in these areas. Um, so we've created, um, with funding from the federal government, uh, a new website called futureyouaustralia.com. It's for young people and families, their parents, and also for teachers to show what different jobs there are in STEM that use STEM skills. And then we can see role models as well, people who work in these areas. We can look at their job, their interests, what they do, and understand a little bit more about how to get into STEM. And these tools, uh, what are they exactly? We've got a website with an amazing array of things. We've got beautiful short films that follow some women who work in STEM from different backgrounds, from different cultures and different career pathways. Um, We've got some fantastic podcasts and short stories that take young people on a journey um, to Jupiter's moons and the the young people have to solve problems using STEM. Uh, It's really, really exciting. There There are word searches and there are posters Um, and lots and lots of things to do. So it's a whole suite of teachers' resources as well so that teachers can use it in the classroom. And uh, these are actually uh, supporting ambassadors to help take the message home. And you yourself, you're a STEM specialist. Tell us about your journey embracing STEM. Yeah, well, I grew up in the UK in a small community, um, a, a really small village, actually, and we had quite dark skies. So my dad and I, there was nothing much to do in the village. So we went out and we looked at the stars at night and um, I became an astrophysicist. Um, So I actually study through my career um, how stars and galaxies form. And um, it's been an amazing journey, um, you know, working across the world in different countries and learning more about space and astronomy. Um, I've become someone who talks about science to others because it's so exciting uh, and also I write books and, and now become Australia's Women in STEM ambassador. So I, I love sharing um, the importance of science and technology, not just at, if you want to be a scientist or if you want to build technology, but in every single area of life. If you um, drive a taxi or an, an Uber, you have to use technology. If you're an artist or a musician, you have to use technology. So whatever you choose to do, and hopefully we can excite young people with the idea of improving the world with technology and science as well, conserving our natural environment, helping animals and species that are in danger, and using science and technology for good um, is hopefully something that interests young people across this country. Yeah, when you tell a story like yours, uh, you know, admiring the skies and all that, a lot of children like that and they could easily relate to that. But for most people, uh, going into mathematics or physics it sounds like a torture, at least for someone like myself. <laughs> I struggle with those topics at school. So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there are so many pathways, though, into STEM. And, and really, it's, it's about learning... Um, the skills that come with mathematics of not being afraid to to keep trying and not give up. Um, it doesn't mean you have to study at a university or you know beyond school, but those skills are really important. Say if you own your own business or if you want to do your tax returns, 
you, you need to use mathematics. So it's really important just in everyday life to kind of do the best that you can at those skills um, and to learn about how science works. In that way, um, we keep a curiosity of the world. And I think as, as parents or adults, uh, as teachers of young people, we've got to keep that curiosity about the world, about the natural world and the animals and the sky and the, the ocean. And, and hopefully we can all keep that with us, even if we don't want to study science in, in university or further education. Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, things that uh, this campaign focuses on is actually to encourage especially women and girls to embrace uh, STEM. Why is it uh, that uh, girls are underrepresented in uh, this area? Yeah, well, it's it's really sad, but, you know, research shows that there's a continuing gender divide when it comes to confidence in STEM skills at high school. So young women enter high schools at age 11 or 12 and very confident in science and maths but when they leave they're much less confident so something's happening in those high school years and it's a lot to do with gender stereotypes and the types of jobs we expect young people to do um, depending on their gender so we we need to make sure that young people can see the benefits of science and technology and understand that they'll need these skills to, to work in any industry in Future You, we we highlight the stories of these fantastic women like Michaela Jade, who is a proud Coppergall woman who's the CEO of her own company in digital, um, and, and some fantastic people who work as heavy vehicle mechanics or conserving wildlife or as um, even a, an aerospace engineer and pilot in Renee Wooden. So we've got these fantastic role models for young people to see. Um, and it's important for boys and young men to see uh, women and girls succeeding in STEM as well. So we've got people understanding that STEM is for everyone. Yeah, when you mentioned some of those uh, jobs, you said mechanical works and uh, uh, ast- not astrophysicists because you're one of them, but some of yeah, these jobs, aerospace, yeah. people just see men and they see a masculine kind of world, male field of work. That's right. Yeah, people have always expected that those areas are male-dominated. And, you know, we've, we've got to break down those, those barriers because Australia needs a lot more technical people. Um, we've got an ageing population. And even with skilled migration, we can't fill these jobs. There's a huge skills shortage in the things that we need. Look at, just look at cybersecurity. We need many more people who understand computers and how to protect our computing systems from hackers. Um, that's been in the news recently. Uh, and we need a lot more people who can design things and make things, um, you know, being the clever country again. That's so important. So we can't ignore 51% of the population, women and girls, um, in creating the technologies that we need as a society. And that's what's really important. Yeah. And before I let you go, just the closing word, maybe something we may have missed that you'd like to bring to the attention of our listeners. It's just fantastic for us to be able to highlight um, First Nations excellence. Um, You know, the importance of including everyone um, in these wonderful, you know, disciplines of science, technology, engineering, maths. Uh, and bringing in, in particular, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as world-leading experts in sustainability. Um, we need First Nations people to come in and teach us um, about these things because you know our planet's under 
under threat. So, you know, there's never a better time to engage with STEM and to bring those fantastic knowledges into uh, mainstream STEM. Professor Lisa Harvey-Smith, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, joining us on NITV Radio today. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Australia's first and only Indigenous-led crisis hotline has been launched in Sydney. The National Telephone Helpline, 13 Yan, provides support across a range of issues, including mental health. And support workers say the volume of calls are increasing each day. Emma Kellaway has the details. A smoking ceremony on the forecourt of the Sydney Opera House for the national launch of 13 Yarn. It's a 24-7 telephone helpline run entirely by and for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney says it's a vital service. It makes sure that the provision of the service is culturally safe and culturally appropriate. One of the sad and tragic facts about uh, Aboriginal life in this country is that most families are in one way or another touched by suicide. Music played as many turned out to celebrate the first of its kind program. The helpline assists with a broad variety of issues such as loneliness, mental health and family violence. And with high suicide rates among Indigenous community, advocates say services like these are particularly important for young people. 13 Yarn National Manager Marjorie Anderson says... It's the single biggest killer in the Aboriginal community for people between 12 and 25. So we really want to make sure we get those numbers down to zero. We've been growing by between five and 600 a month, calls a month. But November has really seen the calls grow quickly. And even though we don't have the whole month stats, um, you know, at this stage we thought we'd be getting 58 calls a day and we're getting 96. The youth focus is something the helpline is seeking to expand. We'll be looking at text and chat in the future because a lot of the young ones like to you know, text and chat. And um, so we'll be looking at how to expand the service, but we will do that um, as the community wants us to do it. Funded by the government with the support of Lifeline, the helpline has been operating since March this year and there's increasing demand with more than 2,500 calls answered last month and more than 1,000 calls for support made just in the first 10 days of this month. Shri Biondi is one of the 44 support workers across New South Wales, Queensland and Western Australia. She says calls continue to increase. I mean, when we started in March, we were on calls, you know, 20 to 30 calls a day. We're now up near the 100 mark, and, and it's only just nationally launched. So it's, um, it just shows the significance of the actual service. For Shri Biondi, help, helping others is a chance to give back. I've had an uncle and a cousin who has taken their life, so I'm personally connected in that way. And there's a lot of history and a lot of pain and a lot of suffer in our people. And 
I've lived that firsthand. And unfortunately, there's a lot of racism in the world. Suffering, this service hopes to provide some healing for. That story by Francesca Denuccio for SBS News. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Time for a break, but when we come back, we'll continue with the conversation with Bumpy. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Bumpy is a Noonga woman and I'm artist and winner of the 2022 Triple J Unearthed, NIMA's National Indigenous Music Awards. Bumpy is also one of the most anticipated artists at the upcoming Praran Square Block Party, featuring a diverse range of music with a focus on supporting local musicians, the LGBTIQ plus community, female artists, Aboriginal talent and other diverse cultures within the live music industry. Welcome to Night TV Radio, Bumpy. Thank you so much for having me. This is a conversation I was really anticipating. I was meant to talk to you uh, last week, but then something happened and I wasn't able to catch up. Uh, what happened? Yeah, I actually caught COVID, unfortunately. Um, so I was out for a lot of the start of last week and um, have just been recovering, but feeling a lot better. <laughs> Fully recovered now, but yeah, just needed to take the time out to make sure I could get back up to speed before these shows. Yeah, you sound uh, recovered and ready to take on the upcoming uh, Praran Square Block Party. Tell us about your performance there, because everyone's just uh, the big talk of town. Yeah, I'm so excited. I will be bringing my full band along to that show. So there's actually seven of us. Um, so, you know, guitar, bass, keys, and two beautiful backing vocalists. Um, and it's been a while since we've all played live together. So I'm just really excited to be a part of this lineup that it's, you know, free for everyone to come all during the day. I think it's going to be such a special event. Wow. And yourself singing as well. I just saw the comments uh, about your performance at the Nemas earlier this year when you took the Triple J and Arthur at the Nemas. Your voice is described as one of the best soul voices currently uh, one can uh, hear in Australia at this time. Wow. Thank you so much. That, that really means the world. It was such a special event to be performing at. And yeah, I feel very honored to, to be just on that beautiful go in that country and you know just be at an event like that that's celebrating like first motion power and voices and story it was yeah just a really magical moment yeah now since then uh, any new work that has uh, been released or what are you up to lately I'm also performing in another project called Squid Nebula and we've just released a single and have been working on an album and uh, at the same time have been working on a body of work um, with Bumpy, just a, an EP, which um, the, the recent releases will be on. So I've got another single to come out in um, December, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I've been doing a lot of studio work um, while just also playing a, a few like duo or solo shows around the place. You just said your name, and uh, this brings up a question that I should have asked at the very beginning, because it's the very first time that we have you in our program here on NITV Radio, Bumpy, because that's uh, the name we know you by. Why the name Bumpy? It's your stage name, but uh, where does it come from? 
Yeah, yeah. Bumpy is actually a nickname for my family that I've been called my whole life since I was little. Apparently, you know, I had one speed, so I was running into everything from, you know, car mirrors and ironing boards and door handles. And so um, I got the nickname Bumpy. And then as I was thinking about my solo project, I just thought, you know, it still feels really fitting in <laughs> in, in my leg life now. And um yeah, it just feels very personal to me, and that's what this music is as well. Yeah, it's a very catchy one anyway, so easy to remember. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, when we just uh, uh, put it together with a beautiful soul voice, then, yeah, that stays in everyone's mind. Now, when you perform uh, in a couple of in a few days' time, every artist has got a favorite song that they um, perform. They do covers or just from their own repertoire. What uh, should uh, the audience expect on the day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm really excited to bring a full sound. I feel like um, we're trying to work on more of like a slow soul groove set at the moment and um, just really showcase the amazing bandmates that I have in my band. Um, And so it's always, you know, just a fun, um, calm and energetic time. And I really, yeah, really can't wait to present this full band show. Yeah, coming back to your music, you're from uh, the West Coast and now living on now I'm here in Melbourne. Where do you draw your inspiration from the most? So yeah, I, I'm proud Noongar woman, but I was actually born and raised on Kanaikana country down in southeast Gippsland. Um, my family moved over before I was born, and um, so I was born down there and then moved up to. No, um, yeah, about seven, seven years ago, and music has just always been um, shared in our family. Like I've, I'm very blessed and lucky to have a, you know, all my siblings play music, and we all get together and have a big sing along and um, connect that way. And I guess particularly with Bumpy in this project, I've used it as, you know, something that allows me to express thoughts that I don't generally like articulate or use it to um, you know make those kind of smaller feelings more powerful and and turn turn them into something that you know makes me feel strong strongly about it um, so I feel like it's been just a really important vessel that I've kind of used to to help me understand it and get through certain things yeah, when researching for this uh, conversation, I looked at your repertoire, I looked, uh, searched for your songs online, and uh, one thing that uh, struck me the most is uh, that uh, actually at the beginning of one of your albums, there is an acknowledgement of country, which not many artists do. How strong is acknowledgement to country, uh, connection to culture and country? What does it mean to you being uh, connected to country and culture? I feel very blessed to be creating um, and sharing stories, beautiful Wurundjeri country, and to have connections to mob here and links down south and back home. Um, this is the reason why I create music and I, you know, share music. Um, it's all for for our people and what we share together and. So I think, you know, acknowledging where you're recording from and just the people that have come before us who have given us this space to continue to sing out and share our stories 
um, is so important to me. And I've just, you know, been brought up that way that whenever I've got a gig or anything, I can hear mum's like voice in the back of my head going, make sure, you know, you've, you've done protocol and um, acknowledge country, paid your respects. And I've really carried that with me. And where did you get your voice from? Do you come from a, a musical family or how did you train? How did you get to develop such a powerful voice? My mom has a really beautiful voice and my brother and we um, we sing together all growing up. And then when I moved to Melbourne, I, I moved to study music up here and did a jazz and improvisation course. Um, and that really, <laughs> really... Um, drilled in in my practice and um you know i had to like really try to keep up um at that school and i feel like it, it really helped um further my understanding of how to use my voice and then you know just how to apply it to then expression and creativity and um yeah the Praran square block party is uh will take place over several hours. Your performance is uh, expected out to a time so that uh, yeah, people don't miss, uh, miss out. Yeah, uh, we'll be on at 2 o'clock. Um, I believe it starts at 12 with the welcome and then um, a beautiful dance troupe and then I'll be on at 2. At 2 p.m., okay. Before I let you go, the mark is yours. Anything you'd like to add to the conversation we haven't covered? Um, would love to give a shout out to mom and dad who are tuning in from Southeast Kippi and just all the family back home sending lots of love. Bumpy, it's been a great pleasure talking to you and uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you so much. NITV Radio, share our stories on Facebook. And now, time for just a quick catch up here. You've heard her voice all week. Her name is Emma Kellaway. She's been with us uh, on NITV Radio all week. You've heard her voice, of course. But uh, as it's her last day in our studios in Melbourne, well, I thought it's time to for Emma to say a few words about herself and uh, her experience uh, working on NITV Radio all week. Thanks, Bertrand. Yeah, so I'm Emma Kellaway. I'm originally from Larrakia country um, up in Darwin. That's where I was born and raised. But my family are from the Gurindji tribe down at Wave Hill Way. Um, so shout out to all the mob listening from up in the Northern Territory. Um, and yeah, now I'm living on Gadigal country in Sydney and I'm one of the cadets this year for SBS News and NITV. And I've spent the last week here with you uh, behind the scenes uh, learning about how it all works and how you produce um, this deadly program that people listen to three times a week. So yeah, it's been awesome. It's been fun. Um, we've had to improvise in a few moments there, but it's been yeah a really fun and expiring inspiring experience so thanks for having me yeah you're one of our, our best uh, cadets i wish you could have stayed with us uh, a little longer but i believe uh, while you're back on Gadigal country you will still be contributing to the program yes definitely hope to be uh still working with you Bertrand. it's been a lot of fun thanks a lot emma and uh, this brings us uh, to the end of today's program thank you very much for tuning in today I'm Bertrandung and Dami, wishing you a beautiful and safe weekend. Till next time, bye for now.